Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you, our Sacred City family, follow Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. And I've got three gentlemen with me on the podcast. Guys, would you introduce yourselves? Yes, you do. You've got Rob Spikestra, Pastor of Discipleship. You got Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. Joel Bickford, Deacon of Worship. There you go. <laughs> Joel Bickford. Calling uh, in the Joel reserve. Also, back with us, baby. Back with us. Joel, you know, he's doing so good on his own podcast that we decided to need, we right. needed some of his glory over we here need on you, his Joel. podcast. We needed it over here. Uh. So... Um, we're going to get into some heavy topics. So the next couple podcasts are going to be pretty heavy, I think, or, or pretty um, serious and, and somber. The, um, the first one, what I want to talk about today, is about Satan and demons. That's what I want to talk about. Now, why do I want to talk about this? Well, there's two reasons, mainly. Number one, I'm preaching Genesis 3 this week. And so we have the serpent, the crafty serpent, appear out of nowhere. And uh, we don't get his backstory yet in the, in the Bible, in the scriptures. He, he just shows up. Yeah. And, um, and so it's like, I want to, you know, I, I, so I've had to, I had to do some studying and do, do some research. And, and then just thinking of my own story, how I grew up with a kind of a, what we would call a supernatural worldview. Hmm. I believed in the devil and I believed in God and um, mm. had some w- weird experiences growing up that convinced me that Satan and demons and stuff were real. And, and then um, as I kind of became reformed and became more studious and just, you know, I went to school and college and grad school and got my degrees I, I never stopped believing in the devil, but maybe I became more of a functional, um, maybe even almost a functional materialist. I, I don't want to say that because <laughs> I still believe in God, but it was more of like, oh, my upbringing and, and charismatic. They talked about the devil so much that I'm just not talking about that guy. Yeah. And so I just focused on God and I focused on Jesus and I focused on sin and I focused on that and I just didn't really talk about the devil that much. Mm-hmm. And most, if I saw something go on in the world, most of the time I would like, oh, it's probably because he had bad parents, or oh, it's probably because he did this, oh, it's probably because of that. And um, as I'm getting older, and as I'm seeing stuff going on in the culture that I thought I would never see, um, and, and this week specifically with the the shooting in Nashville the woman who was um, transitioning, trying to transition and taking, I think, taking hormones and stuff, considered herself a man, brought guns into a Christian school, shot her way into a Christian school, killed three Christian adults and three Christian students and hunted down the pastor's daughter and killed her. Um, You see things like that and... you know, you need the devil. <laughs> Let me just say it yeah. like that. You need, like there's something there. The only word I had for it was demonic. Yeah. That's the only word I had for it. Like, I don't know if anybody else did, but I watched the video cameras and I watched the, the police officers, chest cameras and her behavior. She was cool, calm and collected. Went, came there, wrote a, wrote, wrote a note that they, they probably will never let us see more than likely because she had a manifesto. She was, she was doing this to kill Christians and specific Christians mm. that, that were, did not support her ideology. She went to school there too, right? She went to school there up until like mm. sixth grade or something. Yeah. Well, that's, that school is up to sixth grade. This is a 28 year old woman. Yeah. You know, well. <clears throat> it's like, it just, it makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I got bullied in school. I got jumped in school. I had all kinds. Of, I mean, I, I had horrible exp- experiences in, in, in school and in high school too. You know, and some of those things still kind of bother me and scar me, and I'm, I'm working out of them. And but to think about a 28 year old person going back in to kill little children that had nothing to do with it, yeah, yeah. it's there's no other word, and our society can't do anything with this. We we say this is demonic, right? Yeah. And so all of that came together this week. My studies on Genesis three, uh, my own personal experience of not really 
I don't want, I just want, I want there to be a reason for things, you know? And, and sometimes yeah. I just, I think I've been tempted towards materialism. Yeah. You know, like, oh, everything has a cause. Yeah. Everything has a physical cause. There's yeah. something, something happening here and here and here. And then you get confronted with things like this and the Bible, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, sometimes the cause is Satan. Yeah. yeah. Right. So when you say like you're talking about demonic and all that and um, some of your old wounds, um, what does that look like with therapy? Right. Because therapy is good. Walking through some of the things, walking through your story. Um, would this demonic and therapy be together or what, two separate things or could well, that have helped? Therapy is a blanket term mm-hmm. that needs a, a better adjective in front of it. Right. Um Actually, I should never say things like that because I don't know what necessarily know what an adjective is. I want to say it needs to be Christian therapy, right? Yeah. That's what I want to say, or Christian counseling. Because right. just to say therapy, first off, was that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's yes. an adjective. You yes. got an adjective Thank going there. Thank you, Lord. I learned something from my children. <laughs> uh, classical education goes upstream, too. Yes, it does. From kids to parents. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think to say is therapy good is kind of like saying is music good. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. and in nature, yes, but it can be structurally, yes, but directionally, it can be used either way. Mm. And so, much therapy is godless, and much therapy is demonic. Mm-hmm. Much therapy is inviting demons in to come heal your soul. Much things are are demonic. So, unless it's uh, gospel centered, unless it's gospel centered, okay. yeah, unless it's gospel centered, Christ centered counseling, yeah, mm-hmm. we, that's of course that's of course good. Yeah, when I was just reflecting on what you were. What you were saying, why we're we're doing this podcast? I was thinking of my own experience that I think I want to push away from d- demons. I want to push away from, in a sense, blaming demons or de- blaming Satan because I feel like, well, I'm giving away my responsibility, or I'm 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 giving other people's responsibility away. And so I think that was always my push: is, well, uh, you know, what wh- how how are individuals responsible? I don't want to blame the devil. You know, yep, kind of yep. kind of an idea. However. You know, as you know, as I too, growing older and seeing some of the things that just it, it, there's something behind. There is someone. Let's put it that way. Uh, something behind. Someone behind so much of what we see today in terms of the evil that goes way beyond just the rational, uh, you know, response to a situation. So we give again. We this this woman here who is, as you have pointed out. If she's 28, and that means that she was there in sixth grade, she was maybe 12 when she left, 13 when she left. We're talking a good, what, 15 years, something like that? How's my math? Anyway. 20. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, wasn't it? When did she leave? I'm sorry. She left when she was 12. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 28. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, that's not a rational, res- this is not a rational response in any way. So there's something irrational, which then when you begin to think about sin, sin seems to take on an, an insanity Sin is insane when you yeah. really get, get down to it. There's an insanity that goes with that, and who is behind that sin but Satan himself. And so there's, you know, there's, there's a, uh, you know, a, a line from what we see in terms of actions and in terms of words in terms of ideas that goes back, and we have to go back to many times back to the devil or demonic, just yeah. demons. C.S. Lewis said the devil, there's basically two major errors when it comes to talking about the devil, and the devil doesn't care which one you make. <laughs> and, and the two errors are, yeah. one, he doesn't exist. That's just a figment of people's imagination. Right. And the other one is, the devil made me do it. The everything. devil's behind everything. everything. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. why didn't I get that parking spot? The devil did, you know, like, yeah. why am I sick? The devil. And, and, he's, and he's like, so we can either disregard Satan completely, or we can over-focus on right. it. And, and interestingly enough, the way Lewis says, he's like, and the devil doesn't care which one we do yeah. because he can deceive us. He keeps getting to do whatever he wants. If everything's the devil, then ultimately nothing is the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And if the devil doesn't mm-hmm. exist, then he can keep, he gets he gets to keep acting and nobody's ever going to blame him for anything, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So we don't want to do either one of those, but we want to we have a biblical mm-hmm. approach when it comes to Satan and when it comes to demons. And so... Um, I want to talk about that yeah. today. And, and again, when we, we can have an over fixation and over fascination with demons and biblically, I think that's wrong because the Bible frustratingly is not, uh, doesn't give us everything we want to know right. about the devil. Right. Right. In Genesis three, Satan just shows up as a snake. Right. Now, where did he come from? We know from 
other texts in Isaiah and, and Ezekiel that Satan was an angel. He was a created angel, which means angel is used in the Bible over 300 times. It means messenger. But there is, um, I guess before we even talk about the devil, we need to talk about when God created things, mm. he created two types of beings. Mm-hmm. Intelligent beings, I'm sorry. He created two types of intelligent beings. He created spiritual beings and he created embodied spirits, mm-hmm. embodied spirits. So we've, we've talked about what it means to be a human being made in the Imago Dei. Angels are not made in the Imago Dei. Human beings are. We're an embodied spirit. But these spiritual beings, the Bible has, let me just read this from, a, from one of my, uh, what is this I'm looking at? Oh, Systematic Theology by John Frame. It says, other names for angels in the Bible are living creatures, Ezekiel 1.5, cherubim, Genesis 3.24, and Exodus and other places, seraphim, and these angels do not look like what we find on postcards and in and, and Victorian paintings. Right, right. <laughs> these things are full of eyeballs and giant wings and all fa- animal faces and all kind of terrifying, fearful, yeah, fearful yeah. things. <laughs> They're called sons of God, sons of the mighty, spirits, holy ones, watchers, principalities and powers, thrones and dominions. Um, and then we see in Second Kings... They, these angelic beings have horses and chariots of fire, dri- apparently driven by angels. Um, so God creates all these spiritual beings that inhabit heaven, inhabit the world. And then we're told in Isaiah and Ezekiel, in a comparison with God judging the kings of the earth, he says something like, and I don't have it open in front of me, but... Um, O day, O day star, which means Lucifer. O Lucifer, O day star, um, son of the morning. You desired, I think it's Isaiah 14, isn't it? I'm going to see. Yeah, see if I can find that for Yeah, you. I think it's Isaiah 14. If Rob's flipping his Bible. so, um, And it says that he, in heaven, he was proud and he desired the throne of God. And... Um, and then he got thrown down out of heaven. You finding it, Rob? I'm not. No. No. So sorry. No, that's all right. Joel, if you find it, I'm looking. Isaiah four, Isaiah fourteen three through twenty one. Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah, this is the taunt that against the king of Babylon is what that's re- referenced to. Yeah, go ahead and read that. Okay, so it says, you want to start at uh, verse... Uh, three. Verse three, okay. Yeah, so when the Lord had given you rest from your painful and, ter- and pain and turmoil and the hard service which you made to serve, while it, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. How the oppressor has, has ceased, the insolent fury ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked, the scepter of rulers that struck the peoples in wrath with unceasing blows that ruled the nations in anger with unrelenting persecution. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. The cypress rejoices at you, the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since you were laid low, no woodcutter comes up against us. Sheol beneath is stirred up to meet you when you come. It rouses the shades to greet you, all who were leaders of the earth. It raises from their thrones all who were kings of the nations. All of them will answer and say to you, you too have become as weak as we. You have become like us. Your pomp is brought down to Sheol. The sound of your harps. Maggots are laid as a bed beneath you, and worms are your covers. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. There it is. Yeah. How you are cut down to the ground, you laid the nations low. And keep reading. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. Above the stars of God, I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Whoa. There it is. But But you were brought down to shield to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble and who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew its cities, who did not let his prisoners go home? 
All the kings of the nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb, but you are cast out away from your grave like a loathed branch, clothed with a slain, who's those pierced by the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit, like a dead body trampled underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land. You have slain your people. May the offspring of evildoers never more be named. Prepare slaughter for his sons because of the guilt of their fathers, lest they rise and possess the earth and fill the face of the world with cities. So much like in Isaiah, when they're promise, they're, they're making prophecies and they're having they're they're having to do with real judgment that's coming. Mm-hmm. These prophecies also look past that to mm-hmm. a future judgment. In the same way, he's speaking to the king of Babylon, but he's speaking to the one who's behind the king of Babylon, which is Odestar, which is Lucifer. That's literally Lucifer. And that was the name, I think, what is the first star? Golly, my son, I wish my son was here. If it's Venus, is that the day star? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the god behind yeah, of it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an yeah. ancient, they believe that was a god and it was fallen. And so Isaiah's looking past the, the demonic king and he's looking to the he's looking to Satan, Lucifer. And he's saying... I remember the day that you were cast out of heaven. You you tried to grab God's throne. You tried mm-hmm. to usurp God, mm-hmm. and God kicked you out of, of heaven. And then Jesus, of course, in the gospel says, um, I saw Satan fall oh. like lightning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so from this and from this and from other things, we, we piece together that what happened was there was a and from Revelation that it says there was a third of the angels were swept up in this rebellion and were cast mm-hmm. down to the earth. That Satan or Lucifer, one of the most beautiful, Odestar, one of the most beautiful angels, maybe the chief, some even said the chief choir boy, the chief worship leader um, in, in the throne room, wanted God's throne, wanted uh, that authority for himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so tried to take God's kingdom and got a third of the angels with him. And God judged them immediately and cast them out. And there will be no redemption. There's no redemption for angels whatsoever. So think of God created all the angels that are, that ever would ever exist. Two thirds of them are still in existence, and a third of them were cast down. All right, and they don't reproduce and they don't multiply. And so, um, so Satan is Satan is Satan was a fallen angel, and that's and then so we get for for Satan he's got the prince of darkness. He's prince got the, of the power of the air. Prince of the power of the air, yeah. the father of lies. Uh, he's been lying since the beginning. Satan, d- d- uh, the devil which means deceiver or accuser. And these are his names. And so he is an evil spirit. He is a created, he was a created angel. Okay. So he holds no more power than any angel. He, he is an angel. He, he's not God's equal. He's not like the equal amount of dark to equal amount of light. He's not God's counterbalance. God is infinitely powerful. God is omnipresent. Satan is not. Satan is a spiritual being. Now, does he have a lot more power than we do? Yeah, he, he does. And he, is, he has a level of knowledge that's greater than us, right? Um, and, and so what do we see? Immediately in Genesis 3, we see Satan inhabit, possess, we could say, a snake, a serpent, right? And he begins working on Adam and Eve. And uh, right away... He attacks the husband and wife and tries to divide them, and he attacks them with very uh, crafty lies. Mm-hmm. Did God really say mm-hmm. you you can't eat any of the trees in the garden? And then gets Eve away from her, kind of like to start having a conversation with them, and she's like, no, 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 we can eat of the trees, we just can't eat of that one tree or even touch it and we'll die. And so already she starts, she's felt, she, she started uh, you know, she fell for his trick. She's already twisted something because number one, she probably shouldn't be talking to him anyways. Adam's the one that should be talking right. to him because yep. God gave the command to Adam. Mm-hmm. So from this moment on, we see deception. We see Satan driving a wedge between Adam and Eve. You know, she never heard God say those commands. Mm-hmm. Adam told her. So did God really say that? Maybe it's good to get her to go on. I don't really know. I, I, I didn't actually hear God say it. I heard Adam told me about it. I don't know. So it drives a wedge between her and Adam mm. and then drives a wedge between her and God. You know, like, oh, no, no, you're not going to die. God knows that if you eat of the tree, your eyes are going to be open and you're going to be like him. Mm. So the very thing that he wanted, Satan wanted, to be like God, to have a throne like God, he's, that's the temptation that he's whispering 
to Eve. Oh, if you eat of the tree, you will become like God. And then, of course, we know she she eats, then she gives it to her husband. Her husband is with her. So he does not do what he's called to do, which is rebuke the enemy, which is cut the head off the snake, obey Jesus, right? Protect his wife, lead. He doesn't do any of that. He capitulates his leadership. And then we see the, the snake, Satan, get cursed. Adam and Eve do as well, but the snake gets cursed, and God promises there will be enmity now between your seed, Mm -hmm. Eve, and his seed. So the seed of Satan, right? Now, I I, I don't know necessarily what that means, if that's just a spiritual seed. Mm -hmm. So now from this point on, we're all born in sin. And so if you are are, uh, not in a covenant home, if you are not a Christian, if you're not under the blood of Christ, then you are of the seed of Satan, okay? And if you are, um, if you've been made new by Christ, then you are of the, the, the seed of the Father, right? Yeah. You're, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's who we are. But right away, we see this antithesis in Scripture. There are going to be two types of people on this planet, right? There's going to be, and I'll just, there's going to be gods and there's going to be the devils, right? Yeah. Two, two types of people. And then all through the Scriptures, you start seeing this play out and the Satan's people worship just as passionately as God's people worship right you have Baal you have Asherah you have Molech you have all these different gods of the peoples of the Canaanites all these different people you see them sacrificing children you see them cutting themselves open you see them uh, being sexually uh, explicit and permissive and having prostitute relations in order to worship their worship, gods. Yeah. Right? right. So you, you see this all the way, uh, all the way through scripture. Yep. Yep. You even think about when we go to, when, when Jesus confronts the Pharisees of all people and he, he even says to them, you are of your father, the devil. I mean, he's saying this to religious people, very highly religious people that are kind of fit within the context of what we would consider, you know, uh, you know, good godly religion, and yet they were not morally upright people. There you go. That's what we should say: morally upright people. Yeah, and yeah. and he had to you know rebuke them. And I know that had to have been a shock for these who thought that they were. Hey, who are you calling? We have no father but Abraham. Yeah, that's what they said. And yeah, then he right. said, "No, you're of your, the father, yeah. the devil, who's been lying since the beginning, the father of all lies." Yes, right. That's what he says about him. So. And so we might say, well, oh my goodness, I can't believe a devil, a demon infected a snake and caused it to talk. Yeah, it it did. I I 100% believe it. And then you see in the New Testament, Jesus, he Mm. meets a demon-possessed man and he commands, what's your name? And the demon-possessed man says, legion, for we are many. Okay? And then he casts the demon out into pigs. Yeah. And actually, the demons beg to go into the mm-hmm. pigs. They say, mm-hmm. send us into the pigs, send us into the pigs. And he does it, right? And then that gets him in a lot of trouble because those pigs run off a cliff and <laughs> it costed some farmer a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Right. That's why they drove Jesus out. Yeah, yeah they actually yeah. drove him out. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting in that, and I just saw that, that, that text here. It says, uh, he gave them permission. So I, I love the, as we see how Jesus is interacting every time there is this begging by the demons, and he's he's the one who's in charge. He's the one who gives them, in this case, gives them permission. So they're asking for permission. So it's a it's a good reminder of yeah, this, these aren't two equal forces that are coming against each other, and we hope one work, one wins or not. Oh no, uh, God is in control of these things. Yes. So and then we know we see Satan show up to Jesus and tempt Jesus mm-hmm. in the wilderness, and then right when he leaves, remember angels show up and attend. And they minister to him. Yep. They minister to mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, the embodied spirit, is, I'm assuming, able to see these angels, able to commune with these angels, able to receive some kind of encouragement or strengthening from these angels. In the New Testament, we are, we're hearing that that little children have guardian angels, mm-hmm. like the guardian angels always watch over them. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, if I wanted to, I could call, uh, how many... I can't remember, a legion of angels or something like that to come and help me on the cross. 
Um, so thousands of angels. In the Old Testament, do you remember when they got up one morning, the prophet, they were going to go to war, and they looked out, and all they saw were the enemy, and they looked overrun, and the prophet, some I can't remember the exact... I think it was, it was Elijah. I think yeah, it was he really, said, yeah. Lord, let him see that there's more for us than there are against us. Yeah. And it gave him the ability to see into the spiritual realm, and now he saw that the the fields were, were just covered in angelic warriors. Yeah. And so, and the angels didn't have, the angels had a slaughter fest that day and just, yeah. and defeated the, defeated the, the enemy. So there's this real, all through the scriptures, it's depicted that there's this real spiritual battle. And Jesus did, he performed a lot of what we would call exorcisms, right? Mm-hmm. Like people were throwing themselves into the fire. People were, uh, laid up and invalid because of demonic oppression. They had all kind of stuff going on because of demonic oppression. And then when Jesus gives the authority to the disciples two by two and he sends them out, do you remember what the, the disciples said? Oh, uh, they went two, two by two. We saw uh, uh, they, were, they were even responding positively to the disciples in terms of their, uh, they were casting out demons at, at, at one point. Yeah, he said, even the, de- even the demons listen to us. Yeah. Even the demons listen to us. So the, so God gave this authority to his apostles to cast out devils, right? <clears throat> and the gospel said that God's given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Mm. So think of serpents and scorpions. It's not them and themselves. They're, they're using that language because Satan showed up as a serpent. There was something. And then when we see in the book of Revelation, Satan shows up again as the dragon, dragon, right? Yeah. That ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 says. Yep. So this world is supernatural, right? This yeah. world is a battleground between angelic forces and demonic forces. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking about a conversation I had recently. I can't remember with who, but we were we were talking about how, and this was before this re- most recent shooting, speaking as a, a millennial, I see so many, and I, I know it's my tendency, as you're talking, I'm, I'm kind of waking up to reality, the, the reality behind what seems like reality, and I can fall asleep to these things because I think of sitting in front of the TV and watching 9-11, how many riots have I seen? How many school shootings have I seen? How many bombings have I seen? The Iraq war. And it's all coming in this age of media to where there's almost a desensitization that happens. And that's probably plays into what Lewis is saying. Devil's fine with that. If you just fall asleep to the fact that I'm real. Mm -hmm. So when I do these heinous, uh, obvious things and you're asleep, um, I think that's what's, um, just sitting here listening to the reality of the supernatural is a reminder, like, don't fall asleep yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. So I am waking up more and more to the way that God describes the world, yeah. which is a supernatural worldview. Yeah. <clears throat> and here's, here's what I mean by that. I am coming to believe that all the Greek gods were real gods. They were demons. I'm, I'm like, I'm literally like every religion that you go to and they've got some kind of spiritual God or some kind of, I don't think it was made up. I think it's demonically inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the devil, see the devil, the trick he plays on us is all oh, those foolish people back then. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they believed all that. Even though, there are so many uh, stories alive, like the, the, the sea monsters and the sea dragons. There are literally reports of Navy like officers seeing these 80 foot long sea serpents and set and, and like writing it down in their log books and everything and said, we saw it for 20 minutes. I've, I've never seen anything like it, blah, 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 blah. And we laugh and we scoff of like, oh, the old Leviathan or the old, no, I think they're real, you know, and they've been, I was ta- learning this week that, you know, the 70% of the earth is covered in water and only 5% of the ocean floor has been mapped. Yeah. 95% of the ocean, we can't even, we've not even mapped. We haven't even got down to it. It's so mm-hmm. dark and so deep yeah. and so yeah. crazy. 
Yes, there's monsters down there. So I'm leaning to believe, you know what? Those Greek gods, the Poseidon and all this stuff, I think they're probably demons. But then the devil realizes once, you know, we get a little modern and we get a little sophisticated, the devil realizes, oh man, let's just make fun of those and get people to think, oh, that's just a supernatural or a superstitious worldview. And so he's like, now let's just talk about the scientific method. And let's, oh, and now maybe Charles Darwin was demon possessed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's just offer up saying. a new myth. Let's offer up a new theory of everything, yeah. right? And now what... The, the, the old people used to believe in a charged universe, a supernatural universe of good and evil, right? And you didn't want to be on the, bad of, the side of evil because you'd get smitten from heaven. And now all of a sudden, we have a worldview that's flattened that nothing is sacred, nothing is spiritual, your body tells you nothing about your purpose, you are your own God, and you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's basically the worldview. And it, you have no purpose in life, and, now, and we've been believing that for however many, 80 years, 60 years, we've been teaching that myth as if it's fact, and now that story is producing people who believe, believe it. Yeah. Life doesn't have a meaning. Right. And I'm, um, I can do what I want and there is no morality. All, all morality is relative. And now they're actually living like it. And who's behind that myth? I don't know if, if it was Satan behind, you know, the myth of all the the myths in the ancient, I I believe it probably was, but the same guys behind this myth saying the same thing. Did God really say, did God really say you're male or female? Did God really say mm. yeah. you're, you're created in the image of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all the voices that people are hearing behind what they're, they're asking, these, these, very, these very questions. So think about this. You know, so we're, we're talking from a Western culture, uh, whatever, first world perspective. Yep. Yeah. You start entering into third world countries or into uh, in Eastern cultures and uh, there is much more prevalence of outright demonic, supernatural things going on. And it throws us off when we hear about these things and go, oh, that can't be true. It, it's happening. It's happening yes. in these places where, are, where they still have, you know, so I think it's Satan's strategy, whether it's one side or the other side, wherever, you know, he, he hates us. He hates humanity. He hates the image bearers. So he is going to use a strategy wherever they're at that will, that will kill them. And so you have these third world countries where there is a lot of demonic, uh, outright demonic things going on. Yeah. Well, whatever and, you're most susceptible to, susceptible to, right? So mm-hmm. you even see this in his attempt to tempt Jesus. Like Jesus is hungry. Yep. That's where you're most porous. Yeah. I'm going to attack you from that. Yep. So maybe different. Yeah. You're saying third world countries, maybe here where we feel a little more sophisticated. So he, that yep. makes sense. That's yep. a decent attack strategy to kind of try and fill you or supply you with some sort of thing that you feel like you need. Yep. Um, or that kind of would tickle your fancy yeah. to some degree. Native Americans and their, oh, sure. you know, all, all of the Native American, I mean, voodoo basically, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. spiritual. And that's the thing, like our, our cult, culture now, we're spiritual, not religion. What yeah. do you think spirituality is? <laughs> yeah. It's demon worship. That's what it is. Yeah. Spirituality is communing with spirits. Mm-hmm. And that's not angels. Mm-hmm. Angels don't, angels don't do that. What, here's what angels do. According to God's word, angels bring God's word Angels fight God's battles and angels minister to God's people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what angels do. And if he's bringing you a word, if an angel brings you a word, we're, we're told in the New Testament, don't believe any other word, even if it comes by an angel, if it's a different gospel. Yeah. Right. right. So angel Moroni and the Mormons. Nope. Sorry. That was a demon. Do I think he actually had, uh, Joseph Smith actually had a, a meeting with an angel? Probably. probably yeah. yeah. He probably did. And what did the angel, oh, angel told you to have a bunch of wives and, and, do a bunch of perverted stuff, mm-hmm. wear fancy, you know, special underwear and have all these. Yeah, he probably did. That sounds like a demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what demons do. I was thinking of uh, when you were talking about just what's behind all these things. Paul himself, when he was there in Athens, and he was really disturbed by what he was seen within Athens in terms of all the the uh, statutes and such, the idols. He says, so standing in the midst of the, of the Areopagus, he said, men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very 
religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. And I think what strikes me about this is that he was not denying that they were worshiping something yep. and they, that he was seeing objects of worship and that he was saying, you are religious. You are there. You're worshiping something. Yeah, and later on, he said, when you worship, he says two things that seem to be contradictory, but they're not because I think they're both true. He says, your idols of stone are just idols. They're just wood. Mm-hmm. And then another place he says, your idols of stone are demons. Mm-hmm. Like they're false gods. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, I think that's what we're talking about. I think it's both and. Like, we're not saying every time somebody hears from something that it's a spirit. You know, it, it might just be their imagination. But there's enough evidence of different rock and roll musicians and stars that said they had a dream and Satan came to them and said, if you give me your soul, I'll give you everything you want in life. And they're like, deal. And they actually got it. They mm-hmm. actually got everything they wanted in life. Now, he destroys them in the end. He eats them up in the end. Yeah. But I believe these stories, you know, and I would have pushed away from them for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'm just like, they're in the Bible. Not only that, angels can show up and look like human beings. Paul, is it Paul that says, maybe it's Hebrews, I can't remember, where Paul says, um, some of you have entertained angels unaware. Mm-hmm. Hebrews, right. Hebrews, mm-hmm. yeah. So you've, you've been practicing hospitality with strangers. Maybe you help somebody on the side of the road uh, and, you do something, yeah. and you're actually, that was actually an angel. Yeah. You didn't know it, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. So if angels can show up in people or look like people, why can't yeah. why can't demons? Well, so yeah. even calls him you know he calls Satan uh, the an angel of light that he comes as looking as if he is something good, mm-hmm. but in the end he's not. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, and we so and when Jesus called, let's just say the best looking people on in the city, the most morally upright people in the city, Jesus said, "You're sons of the devil." Mm. Right. So morally, they looked good on the outside, right. and yet what was behind them? They were being empowered. Mm. They were being empowered by Satan. They were from the lineage of Satan. Mm-hmm. Now, we know they can be converted, right? God can take enemies and turn them into saints. We, we know mm. that. God did that with the Apostle Paul himself. God's done that with everybody in this room. Mm. So we're thankful for that. But mm. our, I mean, how does this hit you guys when we're talking about this? Mm. Just, again, just the thing that's rolling around in my head is, especially given just what, what recently took place, I think part of the reason why, why I kind of like, oh, here we go again, and maybe I have a temptation to pull back from it is because um, I it, the conversation, and maybe this is satanic too, a, a, a demonic device is, the conversation just so quickly gets steered in a political direction. It's like this tragedy happened, this clearly evil thing, and then instantly it's like people were just ready with Instagram yeah. posts and they have to be and takes they have to be and so and so I just kind of, you know rather than doing this and seeing through it and saying no like this is evil God hates this this is demonic like. I, you know, I, I want myself, I want that to be, uh, and even more than just this is sinful. Yes. Uh, like there's something else going on here. Like I want that to be my first reaction and my first, where my thoughts go rather than either pulling back or just hopping on what's the, what's the hot yes. take. So there's lots of good stuff there that you just said, Joel. Um, first off, think about in the garden in Genesis 3, Satan is a professional tempter. And he tempts Adam and Eve in line with their nature and against their nature. So he knows, he he tempts Adam to not lead and he he tempts her to not be a helper, to help him sin now instead of being a helper, right? And God judges them all, curses them all, And what, but when God comes to Adam, or he comes, yeah, he comes to Adam, Adam blames Eve, and then Eve blames Satan, okay? So Adam says, this woman that you gave me, 
Adam kind of blames, blames God. God. Blames yeah. God yeah. too. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> so this woman that you gave me, so what kind of helper is she? Like yeah. that's what he's saying, you yeah. know? Um, and she says, the devil deceived me. Satan deceived me and I ate. So she does the old, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is all three of them get judged. They were, what they were saying was a correct explanation, but it was not an excuse. It was not an excuse for what they did. They are moral agents. Yeah. They have moral agency. They are morally responsible. Adam was communicated as the head. He did not fulfill his responsibility. It doesn't matter that Eve let him in. Eve did it first. You are responsible for your behavior. Yeah. Eve, it doesn't matter that you were tempted by the devil. You are responsible. So therefore, your body now gets cursed, and yeah. now you're going to have marital problems because you're going to want to be the head, and he's going to rule over you. Mm-hmm. And Adam, your whole gra- all the ground, all your providing, all of your protecting, all of it's going to be super difficult now. You're going to barely make ends meet by the sweat of your brow. And then at the end of a life full of toil, from ground you came, from ground you will return. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. horrible consequences. Yep. And Satan. Satan, someone's coming who's going to crush your head, but your wound is healed, right? So there's all of this consequence and like there's real responsibility. So we can say, therefore, we can say the shooter was either demon-possessed or demon-inspired, and yet she was 100% morally culpable and morally responsible. Mm -hmm. Now, what does our society do? Our society doesn't believe in this. And they believe that we are all simply a product of our culture. So they want to turn this girl, the shooter, into a victim. And they want to blame Christian parents for not accepting her false identity as trans. Wow. And they want to blame the parents. There was, I, I was, I've been blown away by the headlines. Former Christian school student kills six, like doing everything they can to take out what's really actually mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. A, a transgender person, a woman who believes that she's a man, murdered Christians purposefully, right? And there, I've seen articles that said parents never accepted her false identity. That's what parents are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to love her where she's right and they're to rebuke her and correct her where she's wrong. Amen. They're not to accept her for being, they're not to li- parent in line with the devil's lies. Like, that's what our society wants. I want you to parent in line with the devil's lies. Mm -hmm. And so our culture, therefore, since everything, we have no moral weight, no moral responsibility, everyone's simply a victim, no one's responsible for themselves anymore, then now how do you change things? The only way to change things is through politics. The only way to explain things is through politics. And it just falls into its typical right and left categories. Mm -hmm. And very few people are actually saying, this is demonic. This is morally evil. This woman chose to kill children and it's vile and she should be condemned. And every news, every news article should be condemning this outright. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And not looking, oh, why did she do it? Why did she do it? Looking for some guy. She did it because all who hate wisdom love death. Yeah. That's what Proverbs says. She did it because she listened to the father of lies, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. Mm. I think the other sad part is, too, they just ignore the families that are hurting. Someone, they just lost their kid. They got shot and killed. You're not even talking about that. You're not even saying mourn with these people, like pray for them or any of these things. It's just, what about the the shooter? What actually happened to them? Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful too, in terms of as in a strange way, I'm encouraged <laughs> by what we're talking about here because uh, it gives me hope. Because uh, because in, initially, what what you do here is you hear we we go right back into our political kind of uh, alignments. We go into the, the the answer is new laws, right? It's it's something external, and. You've, we've done this long enough. We know there's no hope in that. Yeah, that, that, that so there is no external decisions or laws. The devil doesn't obey the law. Right, right exactly. <laughs> and so there's yeah. no law, there's no external law that's going to be able to give us any hope. But when I'm hearing, 
oh no, there there is something demonic behind this. The, the, the reality is in the heart and in the in in really the life of an individual. That gives me hope because Christ came to deal with that, and we can deal with the real issue at hand. And so, in one strange way, that gives at least gives me hope to know this is where we need to be placing our attention. We need to continue to speak truth and let truth reign. Truth is going to get at this. The devil is a, he's 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 a liar. He, yeah. That's all he is. I do think it's helpful for us to start saying, like, the LGBTQ agenda is a demonic lie. Yes, and the devil's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. He's been lying since the beginning. He wants this. He wants to be able to possess somebody in such a way or influence them through lies in such a way that they perceive of themselves as a victim. Mm-hmm. That my good Christian parents who've loved me my whole life and put me in Christian school and they actually said that I'm a girl because God made me a girl. And she perceives herself as a victim that it's now her job to go and kill children to either to gain awareness or to point out how bad the Christians are. Like, this is a demonic lie that Satan wants to kill more Christians and Satan wants to destroy this young girl's life. That was one of the most, this is why I came to the realization this is demonic. I was watching her shoot her way into the building. She was in camel pants and a pair of vans and two AR-15s and a pistol. And she shot her way into the building and sirens are going off. And it looks like she's just taking a stroll. She's not nervous. She's not running. She's fr- she knows she's, she's already written a manifesto. She knows she's going there to kill and to die. And yet she's walking through the halls like she was a student. How, how right? How could the person do that, mm. right? Don't give me mental illness. Don't give me, you know, circumstances in her family. Don't give me societies. This is demonically inspired and satanically oriented. Mm. Mm. And now we've got to stop pussyfooting around and we got to start claiming it. We got to start saying this is demonic. Yeah. Oh no, they're not just teaching alternate worldviews in school. They're teaching demonic worldviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meant to destroy our children. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to start naming it. And at the same time, though I'm getting pretty passionate here, we know the end of Satan. We know the end. Christ will crush him and throw him into the bottomless pit and he'll be there, right? Yeah. Like we know Satan doesn't win. God wins. Yeah. And so just as the demons were subject to the, the disciples, the demons are subject to us. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I, and if the, a person has the Holy Spirit, I do not think, I know they can't be demon, you know, demon possessed. Can they be afflicted? Can they be tempted? Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. They can't. But I, I think it's, it's high time. We, we start saying what the word of God says about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So why is it that so many Christians are being so surprised by this now? If we, if it's all through scripture, well, probably the same reason we're kind of saying, yeah, we get lulled into forgetting about the reality of the mm. universe that we live in, that we begin to become almost jaded to this as if this, oh, this is just the way the world is. This yeah. is the way that God, you know, just God has it. You kind of a feel to it rather than recognizing, oh, no, there's something very much behind this. And in the same way that you were just saying is that we, we get, we hear it so much uh, in terms of the rhetoric, the poor rhetoric of where you know the 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 LGBTQ plus yep. <laughs> sorry that the, the rhetoric there that we just think well that yeah people just need this that this becomes just what people need not recognizing no this is this is something that is demonic this mm-hmm. isn't something that is uh, neutral or yeah uh, I think we also just take the stance of reacting to the talking points versus hmm. seeing that as Christians. We should be responding with the truth and bringing in the perspective that isn't there, kind of to what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. You can't argue. You, we, we we can't yeah. argue with the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the devil is quicker than us. The mm-hmm. devil is more guile than us. The devil is more mm-hmm. shrewd than us. The devil has been doing this for thousands of years, and just like Eve, he got Eve all tangled up. Where eventually she spits out false doctrine. You know, like <laughs> yeah. God did. God said we couldn't touch the tree. Yeah. Oh, did he really? You see, he didn't say, you won't really die. You know, he gets her all tangled up in her thoughts and her words. And so he can do that with us. And so we need to be speaking the truth as clearly and as boldly as we possibly can and not getting mixed up in these feelings of empathy and feeling sorry for people and not wanting to offend them, 
right? Like they say things like they want us to believe that if you tell a biological female that she is a biological female, she will kill herself and then her blood's on your hand, hands, because you're not accepting her identity. It's like, says who? Yeah. You're telling a biological female a lie. That sounds something demonic. That's what yeah. Satan does. A biological female cannot do anything to make her into a bi- biological male. She can cut off her body parts. She can take hormones. She can do these things. She will never be a biological man. Yeah. You are lying to her. Mm-hmm. She's expecting the whole world to shape to her desires. That is a fantasy land. That's Minecraft. You want a world to shape to your desires? Right. Go build it on Minecraft. Go get it in the metaverse. You're not going to get it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to shape our desires in line with God's word and yeah. God's world because this is what he, he gave it to us. Mm-hmm. And so I think Christians are just on our back feet we're just really trying to be nice, afraid of what everything everybody's going to tell us, and we are we are we are out of the fight, and the devil is taken over. The devil is literally taking lives, and I think we've got to be more vocal about it and just say it how it is. Yeah, that's my opinion. So, whew. Yeah. Hot topic. Heavy one, man. Mm-hmm. Heavy one. Mm-hmm. In the end. Um, you know, time will tell how God is going to snatch his victory out of this as well. Because there will be a, and perhaps even this conversation may be going out more and, and you know, that we need to be speaking truth because this is, this is uh, you know, we need to be speaking against these lies. Um, but there's going to be, he's going to snatch, he's going to snatch victory out of this. He's going to do some yes. good things yeah. out of this. Um, at the same time, boy, praying for that family, praying for those families. I just, uh, I think of the, you know uh, the the substitute teacher. Oh yeah. Shows up on a day just to do you know not there every day. There she is showing up on a day and she's she had no idea that was the in, the last day of her life and wow. of course obviously the pastor and his daughter you know the daughter being shot is uh, killed is just uh, yeah tragic. Yeah. Wow. And the, the devil thinks he won. You know the devil thinks he won and he's not going to win and he didn't win here. So no. obviously those Christians are at home in the presence of God. And totally healed and totally cleansed from all their sin, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's, oh, brutal, yep. brutal situation. So, yep. keep the family and all the community there. The church. Can you imagine being a part of that church? The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy the church too. Yep. And use anything he can to um, silence that pastor. I, I, I've heard he's a good pastor. He's gospel preaching pastor. Um, so the devil wants to silence him. So pray for them at, at Covenant, at Covenant School and Church, and in uh, Nashville, and continue to uh, pray for your pastors, pray for your church, pray for your family, pray for your kids, because we are in a battle. We are in a battle. So, all right, guys, you got any questions? You can email me, Justin Dean at SacredCityChurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless.